It's not the full menu. You're listening to a snack-sized portion of Chef-Demony. Here's your host, Graham McLennan. Well, welcome to your Friday and welcome back to the Chef-Demony podcast. I'm really glad that you've joined me here today. This show is all about food, but more than that, it's about stories. The podcast is about the stories that we can all share with each other through food. Now, over the years, I've been lucky to work as both a lawyer and a chef, and for that reason, most of the guests on this show tend to be either chefs or lawyers, so long as the lawyers are the ones who are willing to talk about food. Now, the chef part really is quite self-explanatory, but I figured the lawyer part might need a little bit more background, especially if you're new to the show. So today I'm dedicating a quick snack episode to explaining just why the phrase, and sometimes lawyers, exists as part of the chef tagline. Well, as I said, the show is all about stories, and I have to say that lawyers have some of the best stories. And I've noticed repeatedly over the years that lawyers have serious passion projects outside the office. Now, that could be running or writing, or it might be playing music, but for many, many lawyers, that passion is food. And those are the lawyers that I seek out to appear as guests on Cheftimony. Today, I'm going to give you just a few examples from past episodes, hopefully to give you the idea of the types of guests you can expect to hear on the show from the lawyer side of the equation. On the very first episode of Chef Demoni, when I spoke to Chef Andrea Carlson of Burdock & Co., I also spoke to my friend Mark Tweedy, who for decades was a lawyer practicing in Vancouver. He is now focused on the mediation side of the legal world. And Mark and I talked about changes to the culinary scene, some of the trends that Mark has noticed over his many years of enjoying the food scene in Vancouver. There's a place that just opened around the corner from me, uh, for example, the Pepe, which is the same fellow that owns uh, Luigi's, uh, Nick. I don't think you would have seen it, the Pepe, 35 years ago, a place with a dozen seats that serves six pasta dishes and two pizzas or three pizzas. I think everything was done on a much bigger scale 30 years ago. Now you're seeing much smaller, you're seeing much smaller places, much more specialized food, much more limited menus in smaller spaces. So there's been a downscaling. So yes, the food scene is definitely one that is always changing, which makes it constantly interesting to get out there and experience and enjoy it. Now, some of the lawyers I know make food a focus of their time when they take time away from legal practice entirely. On the third episode of Cheftimony, I spoke with Andrea Rasmussen, and Andrea is a solicitor, a business lawyer, who took some time away from the practice of law to go and travel and experience other cultures. I think it's a brilliant idea. In our talk, Andrea tells us about living in Italy and some of her food experiences there. One of the most magical food times for me was in the late 90s when I took a break from law. and My husband and I went overseas and I, we lived in Turkey for a year. We lived in Greece for a year. And we spent a couple of summers in this little tiny town between Rome and Naples called Campo de Mel. Spent two summers living in this old stone house in this village. And one of the, this was a cooking experience initially. We invited a whole bunch of 
very nice people from the town to come and have lunch with us at our house. The people that came to my house for lunch that day included the town bachelor. There was one guy, and he was an amazing cook. He cooked for us in the mountains around that town. We would go for picnics with him, and he would cook giant pots of, you know, spaghetti vongolet and that kind of thing. I highly recommend that you tune into episode three to hear the rest of that story from Andrea because The Bachelor paid them back with a meal and an evening that Andrea describes as probably the best day of her life. So these experiences, it seems to me that at their root, they are all about community. They're all about human connection. Food really does build community. And that's one of the things that my friend and law school classmate Mark Gervin and I talked about when he was on Chef Timoni. Mark and I share a love for Vancouver restaurants. Mark frequents them a lot. And in this clip, you'll hear Mark and I talking from the bar seats at Burdock & Co. on Vancouver's Main Street. Burdock is probably my most frequent you feel it, it's going to sound kind of sappy, but you feel like you're with family. You have a community, and when you come in and you see Julia, Andrea, Hannah, you see these folks and you, you know, you feel a connection with them. And you're, I love community, and I'm, I really, it's something that I've appreciated. I'm from a small town, so community is important. And I feel like you have these little communities in, in a large city, and for me, a restaurant like Burdock hits every every level. So the staff is incredibly well trained. They are such nice, genuine people, and I know about their lives. They know about mine. It feels like you're in your living room many times. So yes, definitely. Having spent some time at Burdock, I can say it is a great focus of community in the city both among the staff and the guests and the interaction between the two groups. For a definite connection between food and legal practice, I don't think I can do better than to go back to episode 20 of Chef Nimoni and my talk with Chef Willen Lowe. Will lives in Singapore. He has restaurants in Singapore, Taiwan, and Japan. And we had a really interesting talk about how he transitioned after eight years of legal practice into becoming a full-time chef. It wasn't, as you'll hear, an on-and-off change. He spent some time working in both worlds. Whilst I was working in the Italian restaurant, I, ha- I actually had a freelance uh, legal job. Singapore Airlines, which I was working for, had started a budget airline called Tiger Airways, and they needed a lawyer in there. So I was their lawyer, but because I became a chef, I could only do it freelance. So every Monday, which was my day off, I would go to the office to do the uh, paperwork. And the rest of the days after working as a, a, a cook, I would come home at midnight and turn on my computer and did all the legal work for Tiger Airways. <laughs> Now, returning a little closer to home from Singapore, the last clip I'm going to bring you is, again, one centered in Vancouver. And for this clip, the concept is that food can be a language. It can be a language to connect with people and to connect perhaps to things outside of work for busy lawyers. In any case, this is from episode 28 of Chef Demoni. And I had a great talk on this episode with my friend Jeannie Smith. Jeannie and I actually practiced in the same private practice firm, albeit at different times. 
and we talked about just how important food can be in the life of a busy lawyer. I've said it many times to many people. I consider food to be my love language. And so when I'm when I'm meeting new friends, I like to do that over food. When I'm feeling particularly low or I am overwhelmed with the job, um, particularly as a, as a young lawyer, I think law, no matter how long you've been doing it, can be a very consuming career. Um, yep. <laughs> exactly. Um, but as a, as a young lawyer, you know, there's a lot of moments where it can just be so spectacularly overwhelming that one of the ways that I do comfort myself is with cooking. It's my hobby. It's something that I get to experiment with. It's a way to take my mind off of things. Or sometimes it's as simple as going to Joey, ordering my favorite wine, ordering my favorite food, and knowing that that's going to be there. I agree with that fully. It's so important to know that food, whether that means sourcing it, cooking it, enjoying it in a restaurant, or sharing it with friends at home, it's important to recognize its role in our lives. And that's what I'm hoping to do on Cheftimony, and that's why I'm bringing you these talks with these food-loving lawyers. All right, that is going to do it for the very short, lawyer-focused, snack-sized episode of Cheftimony today. As always, thank you for being here. I really appreciate you taking the time to join me for the show. If you've got a little bit more time, please use it to leave a star rating for Cheftimony, whether that's on Apple Podcasts or any of the other directories. And if you've got a few more minutes, please leave a written review for the show. Doing either or both of those things really does help other people to find the program. As always, I love to hear from you. It's how I get some great topic ideas and great guest suggestions for the show. So if you've got a topic suggestion, or perhaps you know a chef or a lawyer who you think would be a great guest for the show, please just get in touch with me. You can do that on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn, or just send me an email to graham at cheftimony.com. All right, I will be back with you next week with a full-sized episode of Cheftimony. This one is going to feature coffee and the beginning of my discussion, uh, or the beginning of the in-depth discussion of regulation in the food industry. I hope you can join me. That's all for today. I'm Graham McLennan, and I'll see you next Friday right here on Cheftimony. Cheftimony.